This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. All right, well, here's your intro, all right? So we're joined in the studio by Brandon Cook. Brandon is a loud and proud homosexual, fashion photographing, university deferring, personal essay loving, mainstream media writing porn star. Welcome, Brandon. (laughs) Incredible. Is that good? Did you like that? I like that. That was great. Do we need to explain to everybody what the um, this survey is the we need to talk about the the, the drug testing of young people on welfare. Ah, yes, um, that is a good idea. Should we go there? So Scott Morrison's budget. So it's yes. going to force what five thousand five thousand young people for New Start. Yeah. and what else? Uh, new new, and- five thousand New Start fresh applicants. Right, uh, drug testing regularly to ensure that they're not on drugs, and if mm. they are found to be positive on drugs then they get their welfare payments cut. I'm not sure if it's a penalty system. Yeah, it's it's actually it was I read it in it was BuzzFeed news something that it's actually going to be targeting young people quite specifically right. just because of the fact that it's new start people that are just going on new starts. So, so it's making some real assumptions about age and drug use. Yeah, exactly, mm. exactly. And you know, just let alone just the just the concept, the bare bones of it is horrific as it is. It's like drug testing. It's a lot of urine <laughs> testing. Oh my god! I, I mean, how's it going to work? That's that's my <laughs> that's one of my well, concerns. I will mail them my feasible. I don't mind. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. And what <laughs> drugs are on the? I mean, so it doesn't seem to be alcohol's not on on there. Oh, or why would no, they put why? alcohol? No, yeah, but there's so marijuana. It's illicit drugs, right? Yeah, Take they've got it, you know. marijuana. But that marijuana can stay in the body for up to what twenty eight days. days. Yeah, yeah. twenty eight days. Can, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, just any class A drugs. I'm uh-huh. not sure. Drug illegal drugs. Illegal drugs. Well, Turnbull has said that there's a strong correlation between drug addiction and unemployment. Wow. And then you've got someone like what was his name? Christian Porter, I think, earlier this year said that oh yeah. The social services minister. That's right. Uh-huh. He said that unemployed people were two point five times more likely to use drugs than employed people. But that's a rubbish number. First of all, the two point five refers to uh, meth addiction. Yeah. It's actually one point five. Which is... you know, even if that were true, firstly, yeah. like I would that, that that does not surprise me. People that are disenfranchised, people in situations of poverty, homelessness are looking for maybe looking for a way to mute the fact that they are genuinely struggling. Mm-hmm. And in some cases that happens to be in the form of drugs. Like I would know. Like, you know, so Yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all that that well, would be the case. Yeah, because like where is the evidence that um a major what cause of drug addiction? Do you know what I mean? Like which way does yeah. it go? You know where there is evidence that welfare testing people on sorry <laughs> drug testing people on welfare mm-hmm. doesn't work there is evidence to prove that it doesn't work they didn't work in new zealand hasn't worked in several states of the usa it's a waste of money oh that was my next question so yeah in the u.s right they've got so they do the drug testing over there and it's it's it, it applies to those on temporary assistance for needy families which are single income families and right. mostly single mothers for needy families right like and those who <laughs> test positive it's so small it's in the tens oh my gosh yeah and each test is roughly 50 50 dollars or something like that so it's this massive for what 
for nothing. Yeah. For like a fraction of which is amount. Which is why they've actually set a cohort already, because they've got a budget for this. Whereas if they were mm. budgeting for, <laughs> for all welfare recipients... They wouldn't be able to afford it. You know, mm. I, I did love what Jackie Lambie suggested when this is probably the, one of the only things that I would approve Jackie Lambie. She's sweet, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Um, and <laughs> she's like, <laughs> why aren't we drug testing the politicians in Canberra? Let's be honest. I'm like, yes, where's the mm. budget for that guy? You know, yeah. and not to mention breathalyzing them as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, now I wanted to ask you something that you touched on in your Vice article, uh, Vice magazine, for everyone, in case they don't know. The June edition. Um, <laughs> Vice, Vice International, I believe. Right? Uh, Vice Australia, Vice Austra- oh, okay. and they they shared it on the they they sometimes if the Australian content goes through, they will share it to the main the main Vice, which is oh, cool. international. So you know, my article got put on the Vice Twitter feed to a few million people, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, it's my life now. All right, yeah, yeah nice. Here. Go on. Okay, the difference between you wrote about the difference between lapsing and relapsing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So what does that mean in the All context right, of so this discussion? What now? I wrote two articles, and you guys have wrote them both. I've uh, yes. one for Vice, and the one for news, news to come. Did I? Um, the Vice article that had a lot to do that had that was mostly to do with the welfare mm-hmm. uh, t- drug testing the people on welfare uh, news. Whereas News dot com was basically saying that the that media a, writes about drug yeah. users that was like just not a there. lot of hatred. Really, like that was me <laughs> raging was that you the machine. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like that, it, it was a personal essay. That it was, was a very yeah. eloquent um, rant. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's at my most flowery and creative. Okay. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm going to ask you about that. What did you mean by not here? Not here? Yeah. Mm. What do yeah. you mean? Well, you, you said in the article that basically the mainstream media writes about drug users like they're not there. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you mean no. By well, that? you know, it's, it, oh, for example, you know, so many, like there was there's that documentary Chemsex, which came out a long time ago, right. which had, which we can we can talk about because we all know what it is. Um, maybe, maybe if you're not listening, maybe you should look it up. If you don't know what it is, sorry, you should look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it had real people talking about their lived experience and the journalists that went in to produce this documentary gave them the freedom to speak on their own terms. Um, and then when that documentary got released, we had all these reviewers uh, and so on and so forth come out and say that it was, you know, all horrifying and sensation, even sensationalised and stuff like that and just, you know, really terrible and tragic and kind of dehumanising the folks that were actually in the documentary. And even after that, you know, I've read countless articles on even just even really progressive uh, publications where people uh, people interview drug addicts and talk about addiction through this really kind of voyeuristic lens where they're looking in on this dark, dark, sinister world. And for everyone who has gone through drug addiction, such as myself, and I make that, make that very clear many times at this point, <laughs> um, and even friends of mine who I've spoken to that have seen the, the Chemsex documentary, for us, that is not horrifying. That is not crazy. That is not out of this world. Like, that is real. That happens. It's like when you are living... These experiences, that is just your life as it happens. And it might not be years, it might not be till years down the track when you're looking back and you're going, oh, wow, that's like I'm mortified by what's done. At the time, you're just living it. Like we are living Mm. these experiences, but they are treated like storybook, like horrifying gothic fairy tales or something like that. And that's what I mean when I say that they're talking about us like we're not here. They're not giving us the, they're not giving us the mic. Back to my, I wanted to, the diff, I, I, I don't yes. understand it myself. So lapsing back and, around, and re, yeah, yeah and we're yeah. circling back around. Yeah. And that, that is, that is, and that's the thing with the Vice article. There was the rant for news, but the Vice article was very much about exploring some concepts in addiction recovery that many people aren't aware of. And I think, mm-hmm which betrays a huge lack of understanding from the government in terms of making these laws, right? So difference between a lapse and a relapse. Now, a relapse is is when someone uses drugs after a period of abstinence Mm -hmm. 
and they are just destroyed by that incident. And many people who want to be abstinent, want to be completely abstinent, it it's haunt it haunts you. The idea that you could ever take take drugs again or cave to that desire haunts you. And I know that because I went through that for two years. Like it's crippling. Um, yeah. So it's to take drugs after a period of sobriety and to just sort of go. I guess it's all over. I'm never going to change. Like it's it's basically a frame of mind. It's a framework that you okay. go through. But a lapse, on the other hand, is to kind of you know f- fall off the wagon after a period of sobriety, but then to go, it's okay. I'm okay. Like. It's. I haven't fallen off the horse. It's just something that happened. I can keep going. It's almost like um. Some people have uh clean counters on their phone, which tell them the days that they've been sober. Mm-hmm. And I used to have one of those, and I went for like four months, and I was like, yeah, this is awesome. But what, as soon what as made you decide like to ditch it? Where I was felt, that point? Yeah, I when I started to lapse, and I started to have it reset it. It, it, it was like this wonderful this wonderful device that like was almost like you know a, a cheerleader for me like look at you like you've gone three weeks three months as soon as you fall off the wagon it's like you betrayed it you so you don't want to you don't want to know yeah, it anymore yeah, yeah. and then you yeah, have to yeah. reset it and you're like it's so over, it's a it's reminder done. of failure exactly. even though you shouldn't see it exactly. like that but people do yeah and that, of... is, that is the worst thing about it is that it, it's right that's, and that's that's what the difference is you know and that, that those kind of apps and I, you know if, if you're listening and you use those kind of apps that's it's everyone's prerogative to recover the way that you feel you can do it best that's fine i've struggled and i've fallen off the wagon it pretty much was you know uh, taunting me and that sort of thing and having to keep resetting it would mm. beat me down to the point where I would have to, you know, reset it even more because of the shame that I felt, that sort of thing. And all of that's linked into the messaging through the media and through, yes. through government and yes. through authorities about ice users not just being dangerous but being yeah. failures. Exactly. That's exactly right. Mm. Exactly. And, you mm. know, and it, it's so wrong that this government have decided that they're going to penalise people for, for a, a lapsing period. Period. Right. Like, and then lose money. Like, they take cut off their funds, and they're gonna feel horrible about themselves. Gonna give them cashless debit cards mm-hmm. to go into the shops and buy groceries with those. Basically, saying to the world, the government can't trust me with money. Right. How how are they gonna respond to that? What do you? And I, I think I even wrote this. Like, what do you, you do, think they did. can do yeah. to get to mute that? Like, mm-hmm. what do you do? You know, I've been through some horrible experiences that have led to some of the worst lapses mm-hmm. I've ever had. And that's after I got out of rehab, after I, after I, you know, went through that process. Because it just isn't as simple mm-hmm. as here's the punishment for not doing it. Whether it's a punishment you give to yourself or the government taking your money away, that is, it is not that simple. It's never going to be that simple. This government needs to actually speak to psychological professionals who deal mm-hmm. with these people on the regular, you know, that's the... Well, you did write about that, and yeah. you said that a system that you know uh, punishes people who lapse is is a system people uh, a system that doesn't understand addiction. So, yeah. what I wanted to ask you then: so, what is it? I mean, you know, time constraints and all, but <laughs> what is it about addiction that people or a lot of people in society don't understand? What is it about addiction that people don't get? What they don't understand, I think. Oh. That's a, that's a huge question. I know, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I, 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 I reckon I can um, But they don't understand. Um, I feel like people don't understand that there are many different ways that people recover. Um, mm-hmm. There are many different ways that people grow. And some people, it's it's a unique experience and unique to a lot of different people in the way they handle their addiction. Some people can do abstinence. Some people can go through the worst times of their life and cut themselves off and that's it. See you five years later, completely sober. Mm-hmm. Some people... Um, just can't manage that. Maybe they have some personal issues, internal issues, PTSD type stuff can have an impact, mm. you know. Mm. Um, Post-traumatic stress. Yep. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. sort of depression, mental yep. mental health issues can impact the way that people um, 
where they choose to use drugs, they fear they can't go without using drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what I think one of the most biggest things people don't understand is that the way that different people uh, recover or live, enable them, enable them to live healthier, safer lives mm. is through harm reduction sometimes and abstinence sometimes. It's just people need to realise that mm. people have unique experiences. And, and sometimes it's, not... it's environment well, focused as well. And if you've got no money, it's hard to get out of that environment. Exactly. So the cycle just continues. Yeah, yeah, the cycle of poverty sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, mm. yeah. But I mean, even what draws somebody to, I mean, why someone can have um, a, 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 this substance and not get addicted to it. Um, and then another person does. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I Which read I a lot of stuff yeah. about the, the, the idea that a, a chemical hook is not necessarily what's happening here with addiction. Well, it's sort yeah. of, so, it's funny because it's one of the things that I found the most fascinating is that I can say, and this is, this is, I can say now this is very important that I preface this by saying this is objective. This is science. This is scientific. Like I, I, before I started taking ice, people would say to me, this is, it is an amazing drug. And that's why you can't take it. And that yeah. is like, that sounds, it sounds like I'm promoting it, which is obviously horrible. But you're not. You're just no. talking about yeah, your like experience. From mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. scientific perspective, dopamine rush, all those things, like mm. it is designed to be a pleasurable experience. To be just amazing. But yeah. it is also incredibly destructive. And it's mm-hmm. for that reason you can't do it. Because but I think anyone would get addicted right. to it, wouldn't they? Like exactly. some, some people have more exposure than others. But I yeah. think mm. if, if people use it often enough, everyone would get addicted to it. I mm-hmm. don't think there's anybody that couldn't get addicted to it. Exactly. If they, mm. yeah. And, you know, and one of the biggest things com that AU um, essay was kind of to take my personal experience and show people that and also show people some of my other experiences that happened in my life to sort of say, like, I am a person and I have had, I have a life and I'm not this kind of horrifying story of addiction. Like, I'm an actual human being who's trying to either beat this and sometimes not beat this. And it's sort of, you know, it's it's more complicated than just horror stories and don't take drugs and that's it. And, you know, these are all the things that I'm trying to put out there. Mm. Yeah. I think yeah, <laughs> we're like time wise. There's so much more I'd like to. Oh my gosh. We'll have we'll have to have you back because I mean <laughs> we just love you anyway. I've but heard I, that before. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, just the the different theories about addiction as well are kind of fascinating. Yeah, it's there's, so, oh there's a lot of um, a lot of new research coming out about it. But anyway. And if people okay. have any questions or if it's raised some issues for them, they can go to Queer Headspace yes. Q Headspace. They can give them a call on one eight hundred six five zero eight nine zero. Go for us. We can go for Lifeline mm-hmm. even on 13 11 14 or lifeline.org.au. Brandon Cook, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Love your work. Thank you for being <laughs> back. Yeah, and we will definitely have to have you back. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Yeah, we might even put a picture of you up on the wall and we'll frame it. And just oh, sort of, you know. wow. <laughs> it's 7 to 5. Here's Beth Dito. Cool. I'm pleased to Brilliant. in the kitchen too many songs on the radio i don't know what they're saying it doesn't really matter i ain't listening this pretty face ain't a going to waste i ride baby ride hi baby hi Ghost Rider 
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.